Hello everyone. Good morning. How you doing? Hope you had a good weekend. I had a good one. Um I wanted to uh, share something briefly with you. And it's 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 not a small matter at all. It's a very big one. And you know, it it speaks to why we have Christ Cafe. Um the there are larger conversations about our faith that we need to have um, um, with the perspective of Christ Jesus and our transformative processes in, in, in the way in the things God is doing inside of us. The message I wanted to bring to you uh, on Saturday, which I couldn't do, and I didn't want to bring it yesterday because yesterday was church. Um, was supposed to be about how to perceive God at work, how to see God in the darkness of life. It is a very, very important message, and I believe God for utterance to be able to bring it to you. How do you see God in the night? Because he doesn't look the same as he looks in the day. And but he is the the Bible says he is the very present help in time of need. So the, the very the word very present is a, is a play on words. You can say it's the present help in time of need. Um, but he said he's a very present help in time of need. But he feels differently in the valley of life you know to see god in the darkness of our life and it is all based on when god is ready to move you up to the higher level of your inheritance you have to everything jesus went through is a metaphor for our lives i will bring that message to you uh, very soon because it is really very important Uh, i believe god for utterance for it but over the weekend another i had a conversation with someone that now made that conversation even more that message even more necessary and i want to speak to that this morning Um, i was talking to someone who obviously was damaged by um, her experience with the church when I say the church, I, I, I don't mean the body of Christ. I mean the local church, the, the people there, the, because that's where the rubber meets the road, really. And, and the preponderance of teaching that we've experienced in the last 20 years sometimes could make a believer insufficiently capable of perceiving God outside of the four walls of the church and i want to make that statement again and but you need to meditate on it a bit to understand what i'm saying sometimes i don't think we are equipped enough to be able to perceive god to see god to contact god to know god outside of the walls of the church if it's only when we go to church that we connect with God, then it's going to be a miserable life 
that we're going to live because we obviously spend less than 10 hours a week in church and and a week has i mean 24 times 7 um, that is at least 150 hours you know so we only spend about you know less than uh, 10% of that in church and that's for those of us that even go to church a lot uh, I mean if you go to church two hours every day on uh, every single day that's still going to be about 14 hours you know out of the 100 and almost 160 hours that we have in a week so it is still not sufficient so the main place where we have to develop our spiritual capacity is how to primarily how to connect with God 24 hours a day outside of the uh, institution of the local body of Christ so it's it's very vital and that's the advice I want to give today the exhortation is the your prayers your desire your aspiration should be that you will feel God uh, more and primarily outside of the four walls of church in fact if you check the way that the, the, the book of first Corinthians especially from chapter 12 to like chapter 14 and 15 because the, 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 he began to move into and that's what he did in the book of Romans as well from chapter 12 to chapter 14 15 he he, he talks about the body of believers uh, just like he did in first Corinthians uh, from when he talked about chapter 12 talked about thinking gift chapter 13 talked about love chapter 14 talked about fellowship chapter 15 talked about resurrection the second coming of the lord jesus christ and all of that and, and how you're supposed to contribute and, and wait for that calling if you check those areas you will see that paul um, um, talked about the quality of the gathering that is fellowship is dependent on the quality of the individuals who is that how, how, how it, when you come together somebody has a sound so it, it, you don't get a sound in church now you get a sound from home from home somebody has it somebody has a prophecy somebody has so people have been fellowshipping with God they've been strong and strengthened so when they come together they bring all of that together. That's actually what church is supposed to be, a fellowship, a coming together of souls that have been lit on fire. And then, of course, he talked about how there will be some people who don't believe who are going to follow you to come. As they come, when they see the strength of your fellowship, when they see the power of love, when they see the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated in the Holy Ghost and, and in wisdom, they will bow. And they will give their lives to Jesus as well and then we can bring them into the fold through the organ of the corporate body and, and then we send them back into the into the community and they become also agents of change who can access God so we need to divest from seeing 
fellowship as our primary way of of connecting with God. It's supposed to be secondary. It is not supposed to be primary. Our training has conditioned us to think that church is where it starts. No, church is no church is not where it starts. Church is where it sparks. Okay, it, it's the spark. Is supposed to be in church, S P A R K. That's where it's supposed to spark. In in it's supposed to start start in the heart of the believer. That's where it starts from. That that's actually where the temple is, the heart of the believer, because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body corporately, but also your bodies individually. Your physical body is where God. Uh, resides so the hurt that I saw I think for the past four or five years she's not been able to do to to connect with God okay I wish she was I wish I wish the problem was that she wasn't able to fellowship with believers but she was able to connect with God you know because one leads to the other The, the more connected you are with God the more you want to spend time with God's children, okay? But if your primary way of connecting with God was church, and now you've been damaged there, you've been hurt by, you know, by men and women who are just human, and, and they make mistakes, and, and, and they, they, they make blunders, they get selfish, they, they, can, they can get uh, overwhelmed, they can get greedy, they can get even wicked they can get twisted they can they can hurt as well they they can get angry they're human beings as well and um and it's just unfortunate that when they are now the authority in those spaces it can be problematic i mean she she is completely broken but but how can you restore yourself if your primary place of connecting with God breaks you. That is that 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 is the that is the question. Okay, if your primary place of connecting with God breaks you, how can you now then restore yourself? And that is the challenge I want to uh, issue to you today: to build, to build your capacity for personal relationship, personal communion with the Holy Spirit. And and because church will always be necessary, you need to go to church. I would never, ever, ever advise you not. In fact, look, anybody who tries to separate you from the body of Christ, the local church, is an agent of Satan. Trust me. There is no agent, there is no person who speaks for God, who tries to diminish or disconnect the believer from their local fellowship, the local church. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be have 200 members. It could just be five of you who come together in the name of the Lord. Instead, wherever two or three, that is the primary number that Jesus gives to have a church, two or three, because 
definition of church is Christ, right? It's Ecclesia, the called out ones who are members of the body of Christ. So it's Christ that makes the church. So if he says, there will I be in their midst, although I'm inside them, but there will be an added layer of my presence, which will be in their midst. And things happen when Jesus is in our midst. Things that he may not necessarily happen when he's just inside of us. Because fellowship grows when it's shared. So I don't know where you are, but I'm saying it because I know there are many people here who are wounded by the church as well. I, 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 I empathize with you. Uh, and I, I know how you feel. Uh, trust me, I do know how you feel. But I need to encourage you, all right, to to strengthen uh, the hands that, that hang down and the knees that are weak, to hands speak to praises and thanksgiving. Knees speak to prayer and communion and intercession, all right? And, and that's where the strength is. So praise and intercession is the answer, all right? You strengthen your praise. You take attention off of yourself. Because if you concentrate on yourself, on the hurt, on the pain, you are going to uh, uh, malfunction. You're going to break down, all right? You're going to be focused on the guilt you feel by feeling bad, that you feel bad about something bad that was done to you by some place that was supposed to be good, and you feel guilty. Upon that, you feel shame because some people would be pointing fingers at you, talking about you, you know that they know about it. Whatever it is that happened between you and the local church, it can be very problematic. So the only way to do it is to strengthen your hands and to strengthen your knees. So on the one hand, on top, you're giving thanks for to God, for, for the Lord Jesus Christ. You're giving thanks for the things that are going on and going well in your life. And then from there, you break into praise and worship and all of that. And then you remember the hurt again you must drop down to your knees now and pray for your brothers and sisters you, it's the only way you can get healed and if you don't get healed it is a dangerous thing for you not to get healed because now you are you are cutting yourself with with knife and you are hoping that someone else will bleed and that is that is it, it, it can lead into you know, demonic influences, it can bring you under the oppression of Satan and and God doesn't want you to fall into the hands of the evil one. So you need to heal and he wants to heal you, okay? He wants to heal you. So do those two things, praise him, pray, remember to praise him, okay? Just keep giving thanks to God. Because he is good outside of your experience, outside of your, your the circumstances of your life. There is a God that, that brings, bring, makes the sun to shine and brings rain upon the earth. Look at the big picture. The God that watches over the lilies and, and the sparrows and, and the God that, that, that helps. And the God that, is, that gives us babies. The, the God that 
that that paints the heavens in such glorious color go to the beach go experience the wonder of nature and give thanks to the father all right look away from yourself and your brokenness and give thanks to the father and then you might now remember because they will keep coming to your mind all of these people you will see their whatsapp status you will see them on twitter you will see the picture on on facebook and all of that and it, it would you will need to get down on your knees and pray for them ask god to show them mercy because the way you're feeling is vengeful so you're going to pray for mercy and as you pray for your friends and as you pray for your brothers you begin to experience healing. Something starts to happen inside your spirit. The darkness starts to go and you start to feel lighter and lighter and lighter about the situation. Praise be to Jesus and then you get better. That was, that was the advice I gave to uh, 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 the young lady or that I will eventually give to, to her because sometimes you need to wait and, and let people grieve a little bit before you offer a solution. And then you also need to pray for them. And as you're praying for them, you need to pray for yourself as well so that you don't become um, susceptible to the same. Because Paul tells us to, as we lift others up, we too need to watch ourselves and make sure that we don't fall uh, into the same temptation. It doesn't have to be sexual. Temptation can be temptation to hate people. Because when you're hearing what a damage that has been done to a human being, you can begin to, from feeling compassionate, you can cross over into feeling angry for them. And you've, you've started falling yourself. And that's why you need to watch yourself. So if someone brings this kind of news to you, you got to watch your own spirit. Make sure that you don't uh, inherit the pain and then become uh, infected yourself. Because God wants us to live happy and joyous life. Okay? So, I will speak to the other one. This this has been a long one. And, and that's because I wanted to talk to you. I didn't want to preach. Uh, I wanted to to talk to you because there might be one or two people in fact there are no one or two people there are a lot of people in this group who probably uh, have felt hurt by um, their brothers and sisters so friendly wounds are very very hard to heal but you need to pay attention to, to what I said take away the eyes from yourself otherwise you're going to feel worse and worse and worse and god forbid you play into the hands of the evil one because he's waiting for you just outside the boundaries of love there's temptation and evil waiting to to pounce and to take advantage of that hurt to now hurt you more and then turn you to an instrument of hurt as well have you ever listened to some people preach and then you know that ah, this person has not been healed you know, you can see that they're still preaching their pain. And and the church will not grow. You know, and things around them will start to wither. And, and God doesn't want that to happen to us. 
you know, we need to get healed of hurts, of pain, of guilt, of shame in the name of the Lord Jesus. Don't forget the healing scripture, Isaiah chapter 53. Confess that every day. I mean, if, I, if it's not the day I don't sing, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved. Look, I can itemize the kinds of things we need healing from. Do you know you need healing from rejection? If you've ever suffered rejection, you need healing. Because rejection is an energy that can get locked in your system and in your body. And it can even bring disease. And it can make you malfunction in ways that will be logical to you. You are making decisions that are logical. But those decisions, those logical decisions are coming from places of hurt. You are reasoning in pain. Pain has become uh, uh, your logic. And, and that would limit you in life. Your capacity to, to love and receive love. Your capacity to enjoy life. To, to trust people. To, 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 to take advantage of opportunities. To move. To, 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 to triumph. And to lead. And to, and to you know. But when there are he, hidden issues of damage. And, and and issues of some of these things within you don't you don't you don't move like that. Your spirit is hindered. And God wants to heal that. He wants to heal it. He wants to heal you completely. From everyone who's ever said no to you. From everyone who's ever walked away from you. From all those hurtful words that were spoken to you when you were young. For those people who betrayed and and, and maltreated and you those those the pain still locked inside and you didn't you don't know but it has now limited your capacity for life god wants to heal that and he's our father he wants us to be completely whole to wake up in the morning to to smell life and to perceive all of the the colors in 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 our families and friends and people that is put around us and of course in nature and to give thanks continually to him and to not be hindered to not be limited by anything in this life praise be to jesus thank you lord father i just pray for my brothers and sisters who are listening to me father i pray for healing that their hands will be strengthened that their knees will be strengthened oh my god that you will give them a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and that for those who've been hurt that you will give them healing in the name of jesus thank you lord for being our bombing gilead thank you for being the bright and the morning star amen and amen love you take care be blessed